You're listening to the What the Chuck Podcast with Megan Rage. I have that song stuck in my head. We gotta pump it up. We must pump it up. I think it's just because I'm constantly following Benny around the house singing random songs to him. All the time. I just got a text um, from someone that I know in the neighborhood that was like, I just walked by your house and I heard you talking to Benny from the street. And that's not the first time that's happened recently, but we'll get into that during this episode. Welcome to episode 45 of the What the Check podcast with me, Megan Rage. I've had a productive ass day today. Like, you have no idea. Normally on Tuesdays, I basically dedicate my life just to doing this podcast and then editing it and then getting ready for my radio show and then recording my radio show. So it's a lot of time spent in the studio. So I always feel exhausted after Tuesdays. So I don't typically work out, but I've been really like finding my groove with Peloton. Not that I didn't have a groove before, but you know, I did that competition and then I just wasn't that consistent. I maybe I maybe did it like a few times a week, but I've been getting on it like five or six times a week. So I wanted to try to have a perfect week on the bike this week. I don't know if that'll happen. I don't take it too seriously, but I at least want to get on when I can, when I don't have any conflicts. And my only conflict this week is doing my podcast on a Tuesday. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get on the bike and I'm going to do it. And guess what? I had the best ride ever. Well, not ever, but I had a really good ride and I finally hit a PR. I've been trying to get over 200 on a 30 minute Ride, I guess only people that have a Peloton will know what that is. There's an output. It's a number that's based off of the resistance and your cadence. And so my my record before was like 197 and I finally got over 200. So I was super excited. And I've just been like feeling really happy when I get off the bike. First of all, they always do these little things. Like I always feel like they have something going on, whether that's a versus ride or a Justin Bieber ride or a Beyonce ride or like a themed ride. Well, Alex Toussaint, who's one of my favorites, it goes Cody and then Alex. Sometimes they're interchangeable, but right now it's Cody first, Alex second. So Alex is doing this thing called Ride to Greatness, and he's had two practice sessions first. So what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to pick a hashtag. You're either team activate. Let me pull it up actually so I can read it. So team activate is we hustle. We move with purpose. We are intentional. We grind every day. We are courageous. And team validate is we own our greatness. We are proud. We know who we are. We are leaders. We are disciplined. So I chose team activate. So I put that hashtag in my bio. So when you're on a Peloton, if you don't have one and you're in a class, you can put a hashtag on your bio and it pops up under your profile and it's on the leaderboard, which is to the right of your screen. When you're doing these classes by his ride to his ride to greatness classes, you either pick one of those hashtags and then you're competing against each other. So there's two teams, teams activate and teams validate. And whoever has the highest output at the end, they win. So the last two weeks has been a practice. The game is a Saturday, which I'm bummed because I have a baby shower to go to. So and I have to help set up and stuff. So I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. But oh, I'm so bummed, too, because I was like so excited to to do it. Obviously, I could take it on demand, but my score is not going to count for like the team, you know. But anyways, I did that on Saturday and I was just feeling like so pumped up about the Peloton. I just feel like that's so creative. And I just I feel like I like that they keep it interesting. And the Ride to Greatness ride that I did on Saturday was my 100th ride. I finally did my Century ride. I'm so excited. I got my email about my shirt and it says it ships in four to six weeks. Funny how if you order something that's not free, you get it like within a couple days. But if it's free, oh, you're going to have to wait a year to get that. Um, But yeah, I finally hit 100 rides. So now my next goal is to hit 1,000 rides. It should just be 200. But I feel like I I just have gotten found my groove with this. And I'm really hoping that I keep it when I start working because I know everything's going to change. Like I hope I find time, whether that's doing it on my lunch break, which isn't a bad idea since I'm going to be working from home. I could just do it on my lunch break, shower real quick and eat something. I don't know. I'm going to have to find my routine. But the whole point of me being like consistent and getting after it right now is not just because I really enjoy it, but because I'm trying to create a good habit for myself so that when my schedule does change, it's just it falls right into place. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, so I feel pumped today because I don't normally wake out on to work, wake out. I don't normally work out on Tuesdays. So I feel like extra, extra mojo. I also feel like I don't normally eat before my podcast. And I know I've talked about this before when I'm hungry, like I, I get extra lispy, like my mouth gets juicy. (laughs) I ate something. I ate lunch a little early today because I found the most, the bombest new lunch that I'm obsessed with. So of course, I saw this on TikTok. Not this exact thing that I've been eating. This girl got a rice cake and then she got some 
like shredded chicken and mix some Greek yogurt and some hot sauce and put a little cheese on it and then put it on a rice cake in the air fryer for eight minutes at like 390 and it looked like the most amazing snack. Well, I don't have I haven't gone to the store this week, so I've just been kind of working with what I have. I had, did have Brett pick me up some rice cakes, but I didn't think he could handle the shredded chicken and stuff. He doesn't know where anything is in the store. Yesterday, I had to walk him through finding the rice cakes because I wasn't with him and he was like, just stay on the phone with me going down like every single aisle and I'm like, oh my land. Uh, so I, I don't give him more than he can handle. Apparently, the rice cakes were too much. So for me, I had a can of that chicken. That, it's like tuna. Oh, God, Jessica Simpson. It's the chicken, you know, that you mix with mayo. So I got a can of that. I mixed it with olive oil, mayo, and then a little salt and pepper. And so I put that on an everything bagel seasoning rice cake. It's not a bagel. It's just an everything flavored rice cake. And it is the best lunch ever because it's crunchy and it just tastes so good. Tomorrow I'm going to put an avocado on it. And then next week I am going to try the TikTok thing. I always forget about rice cakes. Like I'm, I've been sleeping on them. Last night I hated the dinner that I had. We just had leftover ham and uh, just a couple other things. It just wasn't good. I didn't enjoy it. So I had a little caramel rice cake with some peanut butter on it and it tasted like the best dessert ever. Like I'm so happy that I realized rice cakes existed because for the longest time I forgot. Another thing that I've been obsessed with lately are mangoes. I never see fresh mangoes at the store, but we saw them at, at Save Mart recently and I was like, I want to get a couple. And then they sat in the fridge forever and Brett was like, I thought you wanted these aren't you going to eat them and I was like I've never had a fresh mango I always just get like dried mangoes I was like I have no idea how to eat it so I asked my sister-in-law and she was like kind of like an avocado which was not exactly accurate because I sliced it like an avocado and the pit inside is huge anyways been obsessed with or with um, mangoes so Brett got some more of those yesterday when he was at the store Brett is also going to get me some crispex today because I've just been talking about it for the past week and every time I go to the store I forgot and I plan on having a big ass bowl of cereal at some point today but just snacks in general I've been having some really weird <laughs> some really weird cravings so um okay let me just I, I don't even know where to really start with this we don't normally have tortillas in the house but last week Brett made some fajitas and so we had some tortillas in the house because we made fajitas and we had some leftover I was going shopping running some errands for the upcoming baby shower with my sister-in-law and Steph who is my can't even it's so I'm just gonna say Steph because I can't go through the motions of who she is so we were all in the car and we were talking about peanut butter I can't remember why I think we were talking about Kongs and putting peanut butter in a Kong anyways I was like I just got two big things of peanut butter from Costco I've been obsessed with eating peanut butter lately and we were talking about what you put peanut butter on. And I was like, you know, at Beach Hut, we had a secret menu and there was this sandwich. I forget what it was called. I feel like I've talked about this before. And it was peanut butter, Lay's potato chips and a pickle. And it sounds disgusting, but it was so freaking good. And they were like, ew, that's terrible. So I had peanut butter and like in a sandwich on the brain. So the next day I woke up and I was PMSing heavy. Like I I've had this hadn't come yet, but I could feel it coming based on my cravings alone. So I was like, I really want that that sandwich. But I didn't have bread. I didn't have pickles. I didn't have Lay's potato chips. So I was like, OK, I'm going to improvise. You guys had when you were little peanut butter rolled up in a tortilla, right? Like that's a thing. Apparently, it's only a white kid thing. At least that's what I, at least that's what I was told after I made this creation and sent it in the group. So I put down a tortilla, I put peanut butter inside, and I, I didn't have any Lay's, but I did have tortilla chips from the UFC fights over the weekend, so I crunched up some tortilla chips and put them inside and then rolled it up. I'm going to put a picture of this on the What the Chuck podcast Instagram page so you can see what it looks like. So I took a picture of it, and I texted it in my sister's group. And first I texted it in the sister's group that was that's just the baby shower sister's group because... One of the sisters isn't in it because obviously it's her baby shower, so she's not included. And I didn't send it to her because we weren't talking about peanut butter with her the night before. So the first time that I sent it to the sister group, they said, this is foul. Are you pregnant? <laughs> None of these things go together. Who puts peanut butter on a flour tortilla? And then she said, I don't think you have a solid understanding of what tortillas are for. Maybe we need to hold a training class. And so later we were texting in the other sister group. So I sent it again because I knew that Monica would have something to say about this. She was like, that looks like a torture technique so dry. And then she said, are you guys broke? We have hella food over here, Megan. Come get some. 
<laughs> she said that's some white people shit. I've never had it. Oh my god. And then um she later texted my sister-in-law showed it to my brother and my brother said who the fuck's eating that? And then Monica <laughs> showed her husband. And her husband said next time you think about eating that, hit him up and he'll order you DoorDash. <laughs> But I stand by that it was so good in the moment. Like I ate the entire thing. Peanut butter's dry no matter what. This isn't, that's, that's here, neither here nor there. So I made it again two days ago. It didn't hit the same. It wasn't as good as it was the first time around. I mean, I still ate half of it, but I definitely didn't finish it. I was like, okay, maybe I was tripping a little bit the other day. I still stand by peanut butters and tortillas and flour tortillas, but I don't know about the tortilla chips along with that. Maybe that was where I crossed the line, but I was just trying to recreate the beach hut sandwich. So I have to know, would you eat this? Go look at it on my Instagram at what the Chug podcast and leave a comment. Am I tripping or would you eat this? I mean, maybe just a little taste. We got sweet. We got salty. Just think about it. I know I'm going to get roasted for this. Like I'm already mentally preparing myself. I'm so happy. So when I put up my COVID castle episode, that um, Instagram account picked it up and put it in her profile. So a lot of people were listening to my podcast that don't normally. So my numbers for like a solid month. I don't know when that episode was. It was a while ago. My numbers have been messed up. It's been like you are 50% down in listenership because I had such a spike that week or for for a couple weeks. So since so much time has passed and I've put out so many episodes since then, my numbers are final. Ooh, Penny just barked. Better not be barking at Chuck. Oh, man, I got to go check. Hold on. Okay, everything's good down there. So, yeah, my numbers are back to normal. And I'm happy about that because I can really gauge like, I mean, it tells me who's listening no matter what, but it it just gives gives me a better idea when the numbers aren't all fucked up from one episode that got like a shit ton of listens. Thanks for everyone that stuck around after that and listens to me ramble about peanut butter and tortillas with tortilla chips. Thanks. I appreciate it. I also feel like a lot of people that came and listened to that episode were people trying to creep that were trying to figure out like what kind of shit I was talking, which I mean, I talked some very strategic shit during that episode. Also, following up from last week's episode when I talked about Seaspiracy, I got a bunch of I got into a bunch of different interesting conversations about that. But one of my friends reached out and she said that her dad's a lobbyist for the seafood industry. And we had a really interesting conversation and she made a good point. She was like, fishing's only sustainable or like eating fish is only the only sustainable fish is fish that you're going out and catching and you're only catching what you need and you're only eating that supply, which Yeah, makes so much sense. But I had so many great conversations about that documentary. Curious if anyone knew, watched it, and what your thoughts were on it. I feel like this is a conversation that I had with almost everyone who I talked to about it, is that like everyone would need to want to make a change in order for a change to happen. And I want to make a change, but I know that everyone is not going to make a change. So then I'm like, well, I mean, why do it if everyone's not going to do it? But if I'm sure that's how everyone thinks. So if everyone didn't think like that, maybe we could make a change. But it's just, I mean, it's not going to happen. It just needs to be better regulated. Like, that's the fact of the matter. It's not well regulated. There's so many commercial fishing ships out there at sea. Like, I think they said it was a lot. It was like over 4 million, which seems not possible, right? So it makes me feel like I really want to fact check some of the things in this documentary because they could just pull numbers out of anywhere. Some stuff in that documentary, you can't deny it. I was seeing it. I saw it right in front of my eyes. There was proof, video, but then some of the numbers, you're like, okay, well, is that true? That's with any documentary, though. Lindsay just posted and tagged me in something the other day talking about documentaries and bias and I reposted it on the What the Chuck podcast page. And, you know, it's true. Any documentary that you watch is bias. Um, Speaking of, people were fired up. Benny has been so good. I have it written down in my notes to talk about how far I've come with Benny in this past week. And of course, I sit down to do this podcast and he's barking his head off, which is driving me crazy. Benny, I was going to say nice things about you, but you keep it up and I'm not going to anymore. What I was about to say before I had to stop it and go downstairs and figure out what the hell was going on is what was the documentary with R. Kelly, the saving saving R. Kelly or whatever? I didn't watch the verses with Earth, Wind and Fire and the Isley Brothers because I mean, it's I just don't not really up my alley. But I saw that people were upset that the Isley Brothers sang a couple songs that R. Kelly were was either in or wrote. And one of those songs is my absolute favorite Isley Brothers songs, which, w- which would have been the only reason that I watched is to hear them sing Contagious, which they did. And people were pissed. Like, relax. They skipped R. Kelly's verse. Like, you can't just not play music anymore. 
Look, I get it. You want to take R. Kelly off the radio or whatever, fine. But if R. Kelly's featured in a song with another band and they cut out his verse, like there's nothing wrong with that. People need to chill the fuck out. So they sang Contagious. I watched the clip of that because it was in the news because people were upset about it. And I'm like, I'm so happy that they played. You're contagious. me, baby. Give me what you got. And a man said, like that was my shit when that song came out. My friend Summer and I, we used to sing the R. Kelly and the Isley Brothers part back and forth. Obviously, we're not going to do that. And they cut his part out. I just don't understand why people are so upset. But yeah, speaking of documentaries, I mean, that was a stretch to jump from Seaspiracy to the documentary about R. Kelly. But still, a couple of weeks ago, I posted that I to try to take Benny for a walk in this little like sling and he's supposed to sit in it. And I got it on Amazon and it said it was good for up to a 30 pound dog. But the lie detector said that was a lie. He did not fit in it. And he is like 13 pounds last time I took him to the vet. He's probably like 14 or 15 at this point. He did not fit in it at all. We tried to take him out twice. And finally, I was like, fuck this. I'm returning it because it was like 35 bucks. So I do all my Amazon returns at Kohl's. I just go to the one off Arden. It's super easy. I know exactly where it is. And when you return something from Kohl's um, or if you return something from Amazon through Kohl's, they give you a coupon for 25% off inside the store for like the next week. I don't really buy anything from Kohl's, so I never really use it. Last time I went, though, I got a mat for outside of our sliding glass door because we had like a really shitty one there. So I went to go return it from Kohl's on Friday and they give me the coupon and I was just about to throw it away or throw it in my purse so I could throw it away when I got home. And I walk out of the area where you make the return and I just happen to go right instead of left. I always turn left because I don't really walk through the store because I know I'm not going to buy anything. So this time I just turned right for some reason and I look down and there's this display of mattress toppers there. And a couple people had suggested the mattress toppers from Kohl's. And so I'm like, holy shit, I think this is the one that my friend JFO had because she said it was three inches and it was gray. And so I go over to the guy and I was like, where are, do you actually have these? Like, can I, can I, can I see these? And so he takes me over and he says, oh yeah, I have this one. My wife really likes it because it's cooling as well. He said, we also have a four inch one that's two inches of gel foam and then two inches of pillow top. And I was like, oh, and then he took me over to the, the display of that one and it was super smashed. So I couldn't get a good idea. I mean, four inches is better than three, but I couldn't feel it. So I didn't want to, I could feel the other one and how squishy it was. So I called Brett and I was like, they have the mattress topper. I'm pretty sure it's the same one that JFO had. I'm not 100%, but it feels really nice. And I think it would be great on the bed. And he was like, buy it. And so I get up to the register and I realize that I just have this coupon, this Kohl's coupon. So it was like 189 bucks and I got it for 150 and I got $20 in Kohl's cash, which I guess is like a gift certificate. So I can go back and spend that Kohl's, buy something for $20, like mind blown. We got it home, put it on. It is so amazing, like the best mattress topper. We've both been sleeping so well. It like really molds and forms to your body. So it was just fate that the carrier didn't work out. I took it back to Kohl's. I turned right instead of left. Like all the stars were aligned for me to buy this mattress topper. And it's just been so great. So I'm so happy that I'm not having to hear Brett complain about it every single day. Instead, he gets into bed every night and he's like, this bed is so comfy, isn't it? I'm like, yep, it sure is. So if you're looking for a mattress topper, they have some good ones at Kohl's. When I got home from getting the mattress, Brett happened to be outside with Benny. So I just met him in the backyard and we played with him for a little bit. And he did, I think he was trying to eat rocks or pollen or he was trying to eat something in the backyard so we walk back into the garage because we bring him in and out through the garage and I was singing bad boy bad boy oh what you gonna do what you gonna do when I come for you like I was really singing it like that and all of a sudden we hear hey neighbor he was like are you singing bad boys and so our neighbor the one that we like had someone move in and I've been creeping on him through the windows for like the past couple weeks. He has like bandages on his fingers. He is, he always smokes on the side of the house. And whenever he takes a puff, he like coughs as if his lungs are going to come out of his body. Like it does not sound healthy, but he also has a dog. And I noticed that he's always carrying a, a service dog harness. Like it's not actually on the dog. And I know that the dog's name is Lucy because I hear him call it all the time. 
He's been there for a couple weeks. So he finally pops his head over and he starts talking to us and he is uh, a little odd. He starts telling us that he his hands are bandaged because he came from like Minnesota and he got frostbite. He had to walk in negative 30 degree weather. And so he's here recovering. I don't know how long he's staying. The whole thing is he was like, yeah, I've been hearing you. I hear your wife back here singing to your dog all the time. I'm like, oh, God, that's embarrassing. You think it would stop me. But no, I've been in the backyard singing bad boy, Benny. Bad time so much. We're not even taking a bath like I. I, I, I don't even know what goes through my head, but I'm just constantly singing songs to him. And even though I know the neighbor can hear me, I'm still doing it. I mean, it's embarrassing and ridiculous. But this guy, I feel like he doesn't sleep. So we sleep with our bedroom window open. Oh, my God. Hopefully he can't hear me right now. Hold on. Let me look out the window. <laughs> Okay, he's not out there. I better speed this up. So we sleep with our bedroom bathroom window open. It's like the tiny, tiny window, but it's right by their side of the house. And he smokes at all hours of the night. Sometimes it's weed. Sometimes it's cigarettes. And he just hacks up a lung so it wakes Brett up because he's such a light sleeper. And so I just need to know how long he's going to be there because I'm getting sick and tired of smelling the smoke and also realizing that I'm embarrassing myself every time that I'm singing to Benny in the backyard. I've got to show you guys Brett's hand motion to get Benny to pee. Brett thinks that Benny, maybe that's why Benny's barking because he keeps me hearing me say his name. Brett does this thing with his pointer finger and his middle finger and he like I'm going to I'm going to try to record a video to put it up for my recap of the episode at what the Chuck podcast on Instagram. But he like wiggles his pointer finger and his middle finger down towards the ground in the dog run. And he thinks that is the universal signal for go to the bathroom. And it's the funniest freaking thing ever. I have to try to get a video up. Maybe he'll do it willingly. I don't know. Depends on what kind of mood he's in today. <laughs> um Benny update last week. I don't know if it was just because I was PMSing or what, but I feel like things have gotten significantly better this week. I feel like we're playing better. I feel like he's listening to me. I feel like he's eased up a little bit as far as excitement goes. Like he's still a super excited dog and he's still chasing Chuck and stuff like that because he wants to play. But I feel like last week I was in a really bad place with him. You guys heard it. I had like a little meltdown. I don't I feel much more relaxed this week. I don't know what that is. I always feel good. I think we just had a really good weekend with him. When Brett and I are both here, we can both play with him. We both have time to like, you know, play fetch and take him on potty breaks. And also we've just been letting him roam a lot more around the house. So the trainer said, everything that I teach you is a suggestion. You don't have to. I mean, it's a it's a dog. It's a puppy. I want you to enjoy it. One of the things that he did say was keep him on the leash inside so that you can correct him when he's doing something bad. But we have not been doing that. We've just kind of been letting him roam. But he doesn't roam far from us. Occasionally, he takes off after Chuck. But like when we're making dinner, he'll lay on the kitchen floor and just watch us. And that is like super cute. I just feel like having him out of his pen a little more has helped. And just having him with us more has helped. Like if I'm watching TV or show prepping, normally I would have him locked up. Well, now I'm letting him kind of hang out in the living room next to me. If he starts being bad, I'll lock him up. But I just feel like it's helped a little bit. It's helped us bond a little more. Like I'm starting to look at his face and be like, oh my God, I love you. Like before I wasn't like that. Like I wasn't attached. Like, yeah, I think he's cute and everything, but I wasn't like, I would die for you you know obviously still chuck is still my number one stunna but benny's getting up there i'm like he's 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 growing on me you know he's great at sit he's great at lay down we've been trying to work on stay with him we also switched his food so when we got him from where we got him from, we had a like a little call before we got him and it was with a representative from paw tree which is the food that she was feeding him on the farm and that's what they recommend. It's very nutritious, no byproducts, no soy, you know, yada, yada, yada. It's really healthy. And I, we were going to stick to that. We were going to do that for the foreseeable future. But all of a sudden, Benny is like not that interested in it. He'll eat it if we're hand feeding it to him. But when we put it in his bowl, he's like, meh, not really interested. So we've been doing things like entice him, which I know can be bad. It can bite us in the ass because then he's going to become picky. But like we crack an egg in his bowl or put some peanut butter or mix some frozen peas with it because he loves frozen peas. And it just wasn't he just wasn't feeling it. So I was like, you know what? It sucks that we have to order this food online and it ships from Texas. So when we first got it, it came really late because of that crazy storm. 
So I was like, I don't like that I can't just pop to the store and buy it if I need to. Benny's not really feeling it. So I'm going to go to the store and try to switch his food, which I only want to do once. Like, I don't want to continue to switch brands because I know that's bad. It also creates a very picky eater. I've kept Chuck has always ate science diet and not that I was looking for something better for Benny, but I just know more, I guess, about labels and science diet is good. There are some things I, I would like to switch Chuck's food, but at this point, I don't want to upset his tummy. He likes it. He eats it. So I'm not going to switch it up on him. So I went to Petco and it was stressful to try to figure out what kind of food I should be getting. I was going to go to Petco and then I was going to go to Incredible Pets and Lomans to see what they have because they're more of like a like an upscale, like you're not going to find science diet in there. It's going to be all really good food. But then I was thinking if we ever move away from this area, I don't want to have to find an Incredible Pets to get this food. So I just started at Petco. I went in, I found some really great dry shampoo for dogs that smells so freaking good. The only problem is it's in like an aerosol can and Benny is terrified of it, but um, it smells so good. I've been spraying him with it whenever I can. I can only just get little parts of his body at a time. I got that. I got a brush. I got Chuck some grass in a pot because he loves that. So whenever I go to Petco or PetSmart, I try to get that for him, especially because he sees Benny get treats every five seconds and he's like, what the fuck? But Chuck's never been like a treat guy. He has a little treat jar and we give him treats like maybe once a day, maybe not. And he gets wet food like a couple times a week. But for the amount that we feed Benny, I feel like Chuck's like, dude, what the fuck? So anyways, I got a few little things for Benny and Chuck. And then I went back to the food and I started reading all the labels. Of course, they do have some food that's featured towards the front. And it's like, you know, human grade, no byproducts. But it makes me nervous buying stuff that's up towards the front because I feel like it's featured. A brand finally got into Petco or PetSmart. So am I going to be able to find this food forever? That's the thing. I don't want to have to switch again. And of course, I could always buy it online, but I like being able to go into the store. So I skipped past all the stuff that was up at the front and I went to the back. So first I looked at Purina and then I looked at Science Diet and then I went to Blue Mountain, which I know is supposedly really good. My dad gives his cats the Blue Mountain dry food. And that seemed like the best as far as ingredients go. Real ingredients, no byproducts, no soy, no grains. So that's what I ended up going with. Mixed some of his new food with his old food last night. And he ate every last drop. And he's been, he ate his breakfast really quickly this morning. I'm going to give him his lunch when I'm done recording this. But he seems to really like it. So... I'm happy about that. Something really weird has been happening with Benny, though. I've been apprehensive. I was apprehensive about talking about it just because I don't want a ton of unsolicited advice. I plan on talking to the vet about it when I take him next week. But like clockwork, in the middle of the night, every night, he is making the throw up noise. We, If you've had an animal or been around animals, you all know what that is. It sounds the same in dogs and cats. Now, sometimes a little bit of like bile comes up, but sometimes it's nothing. He's just making the noise and nothing comes out. And there's never anything in his crate in the morning. And I looked it up and I read that sometimes when dogs go along or puppies, when they have a big gap in between food, that it's just like their stomachs, they're hungry. And so it's just they're throwing up bile or they're making that noise because of, of that. They're hungry. So we were feeding Benny dinner at like 6, 630. And then this was happening at 5 a.m. So that's almost 12 hours that he's gone without food. So we tried to bump up his dinner time last night. I think we fed him at 730 and it still happened this morning, but it didn't happen as long. Like Brett, I told Brett to wake me up this morning because sometimes I don't hear it when it happens. So Brett wakes me up just like clockwork. Like, like I said, at five o'clock, he's making the noise. I jump out of bed and I open his crate and then he stops. And I was like, what the hell? Like, no throw up. And then he just went to sleep after that. So I'm going to ask the vet about it. I just know that it's going to cause. That's the thing. That's why I didn't want to talk about it. I want to know what's happening. But he's playing fine. He's eating great. He's pooping, peeing. Like, everything's normal. So I don't know what this is. He has been eating pollen. So I'm like, is this just is he eating the thing that makes us all sneeze? I mean, I get it out of his mouth as quickly as I can. But that little fucker's fast. So I'm going to ask the vet about it when I go in. But if anyone has any experience with this, let me know. I Obviously, if he was like throwing up blood or throwing up like a substance or not pooping or not. I mean, he is acting totally normal. Then I would take him in. But he's everything seems to be fine other than the same time every night in the middle of the night. So Brett was like, maybe he really has to go to the bathroom. So when he does it tonight, which I'm sure it's inevitable that he will, we're going to wake up and take him out because for the most part, he's been sleeping through the night. Like we go to bed at 10, then he gets up at six when Brett goes to the gym and Brett takes him out and then he comes back to bed and sleeps till like, 
I don't know, 7.30. So that's been his routine. And he normally goes for a real big pee when we take him out at 6. Real, real big. And today he tried to pee before we got outside. So Brett's like, maybe this more tonight when when he wakes us up when he is making that noise maybe we should just try to take him out and see if that helps I'm like I don't think he's throwing up because he has to pee but I I mean I guess we'll find out but yeah things have been going better with Benny I wouldn't say that he's been calming down I just feel like we've been managing his um energy a little bit better I am counting down the days until we can take him outside and take him on a walk I know he's gonna love it we were when Brett was doing the concrete in the backyard which I'm about to get into so buckle the fuck up when he was doing that over the weekend I had to take Benny out into the front yard and he did not know how to act he's been out there one other time I was trying to get him to go to the bathroom but he was choking himself running so hard against the leash and just like pulling and eating the I mean I've never seen someone one gets so excited so I know he's gonna love it when we can go on walks it did take me like an hour to get him to pee in the front yard because he only pees in the dog run so I was like go potty go potty go potty Brett's like if you say go potty one more time <laughs> go potty <laughs> just like Brett does his finger thing I think that it's like Benny knows what go potty is and he just I mean he does I we get into the dog run I say go potty and he goes pee and then I he looks at me for a treat and I give him a treat and I say do you have to do any more potties do you have to do any poops <laughs> <laughs> the neighbors probably fucking think I'm crazy. Luckily, where the dog run is, it's the drunk neighbors who, by the way, Brett is so over it. The Those neighbors, they this is the conversations that we always have with them. He says, aren't you on the radio? And I say, I used to be. And he said, do you work for the black station or the white station? He has said that from the day we moved in. When we came with Danielle, who sold us this house, she was with me the first time he asked me that. And I always just, I'm just like, oh my God, I don't work for any radio station. So he has the same conversation with Brett, only about a different topic. He goes, good day, mate. How are things down under? Obviously I do the worst impression of Australian. I don't do accents. And Brett has to tell him, every single week that he is not Australian, that he is English. So this week, Brett was out in the backyard and he goes, good day, mate. Um, name four of your favorite Australian bands. And Brett goes, well, if I was from Australia, I could, but I've never even been to Australia. And the neighbor goes, really? Well, where are you? Where the fuck you from then? And Brett goes, England. Oh my God. I cannot take it with them. They are fucking wild and I just want to avoid, avoid, avoid. And then he's like, where's the puppy at? Did you get rid of him already? And we're like, no, we can't take him outside because of Parvo. We can't take him in on walks or anything. He's like, what's that? I'm like, oh, dear God, because they had a dog for a second. So it just has me freaked out about their backyard. Whenever Benny tries to sniff that side of the fence, I'm like, bah, 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 bah. get away from there. OK, who's ready for the concrete story? <laughs> the backyard. I know I talked about this in a previous episode. We saw pictures of what our house used to look like before we bought it. And it was so, so bad. Um, a family lived here forever, sold it to a contractor who flipped it. And then he sold it to the guy that we bought it off of. In the backyard, there used to be one of those sunrooms that was removed. So there's all these like different levels to the concrete. There was also a slide and a diving board that had to be taken out because I guess the rules have changed when it comes to selling houses and those are like safety hazards or whatever. So they had to be taken out. So there's like some uneven pavement in the backyard. There are like screws and like metal pieces that are sharp and dangerous sticking out. Um, there are the concrete's lifting in some areas. It's just, it's really bad. And so Brett and I got a quote when we first moved in to get it fixed and it was like 9,000. And I just don't think it's going to add that much value into the house. So I was like, we're not paying $9,000 to get the backyard reconcreted. You know, we're not, we're just not, we're not doing it. If we were, if this is going to be our forever house, then maybe, but it's not. So we kind of moved on from that and then one of Brett's friends at work <laughs> coincidentally when I posted the video of Brett's tattoo said oh your tattoo looks great but your concrete in the background looks like shit I'm like oh that's embarrassing I'm outside trying to get the pool in the background and instead people are noticing that our concrete is bad so he was like this guy that Brett works with was like I recently fixed my concrete just by doing this this and this he's like I'll have to tell you about it maybe I'll come over and take a look at your concrete and then I'll tell you what I think you need and then you can order it and do it and I can send you the videos that I watched to do it so Brett said great so the guy said that he painted his concrete and then sealed it or like filled in the cracks with concrete 
Power, whoops, let me back up. Power washed it, filled in the cracks with concrete, painted it two different colors, one color and then another color on top and then sealed it. So Brett was like, his concrete looks great. He showed me the pictures. It looks amazing. But I also didn't see the f before pictures. So was it as fucked up as ours? I don't know. So Brett gets all excited, orders all the stuff from the website, spent like hundreds of dollars on it. And this is nobody's fault but ours. Like we're the ones that fucked it up. Brett was like, don't talk about this on your podcast. I'm like, well, I already told the people I would. So I have to. And he's like, I don't want anyone feeling bad. I'm like, first of all, the guy that you work with is not going to listen to my podcast. Second of all, it's not his fault that we don't know how to do at home projects. <laughs> so Brett orders all the shit and it comes. He gets the power washer from my dad gets all the stuff that we need from Home Depot. And this kind of happens over the course of a couple weeks because he power washed it and then it was a Sunday and he doesn't really do, we don't really do projects during the week because he's so busy with work. And then the following weekend we had people over. So it was just that kind of got put on the back burner. So this was the weekend that it was going to happen. And what's crazy is the first, the first weekend that he worked on it, when he power washed it, we were here building something to practice for the baby shower. And I remember my sister-in-law looking outside and going, oh my gosh, the concrete looks so much better. Like when he power washed it, it made it look so much brighter and just nice. And I was like, oh, first I didn't notice it, but then I, I, I did notice it. It looked so much better, just like brighter and nice. And I was like, oh, I like it back here. I can't wait to see what it's going to look like once you paint it. Because I just had no, when I told people we, he was painting the concrete, they were like, huh? I was like, I have no fucking idea. In my head, it was going to be like a layer, like a couple inches thick on top of what we had that was going to completely cover everything that we had. Because the concrete is so fucked up, paint is not going to cover it, you know? So in my head, there was going to be a layer on top of the concrete, and then it was going to cover it, and then we were going to be all good. So he power washes, then he puts, um, fills the cracks with concrete, and then this past weekend is when he started painting it. So it was just this whole production because it was, you know, planning potty breaks because you paint it and it has to dry for a couple hours. Luckily, it was warm and sunny on Saturday. Paint it again, dry for a couple hours, seal it, dry for a couple hours. So I was like, can Benny come out into the backyard? to go to the bathroom it was just like coordinating a lot of different things so the first layer of paint that he did was gray and I was like oh I really like this like it looks nice it was blending the concrete filled cracks in a lot better I was like I really like this and then I had watched the video because I knew I was going to have to help with the sealant and they basically said the second coat of paint is going to go on top so there's going to be hints of the first coat underneath the second coat and then the sealant's going to make it look totally different than it looks after you've painted it. So you really have no idea after you paint it what it's going to look like at the end. So I come back inside. Brett puts the sandy color on top of the, the gray color. And I go outside and I was like, "Ooh, I do not like this. I was like, this looks like the concrete before you power washed it. It just looks dirty and just like wet and disgusting. And he's like, well, we have to put the sealant down and that's going to make it look totally different. So the sealant has to be mixed. When we were mixing it, I was like, I feel like we should be wearing masks. And Brett was like, no, it's fine. And then like an hour later, I was like, my lungs are burning. He was like, oh, yeah, it does say toxic all over the side of this. So one person had to. So we mixed it, mixed the sealant stirred it and then poured it into like one of those sprayer things and so one person was going to spray it and then one person was going to roll it with like a paint roller so we tried it both ways first I rolled and Brett sprayed and then we switched because that wasn't working so we finally found our groove Brett as the sprayer me as the roller and we got halfway through the yard and I was just like, I feel like this isn't going to look any different because the the sealant was starting to dry and it just looked the same as it did, which was not good. So we finished the entire yard. It takes us like two hours. I was so sore. I'm still sore from doing it. It's just not a motion my body makes on the regular rolling out concrete. So we come inside and it's nighttime. So we wait till the next morning. We come outside and it is terrible. Like I had been building it up on my Instagram story. Like I can't wait to show you guys the finished product. And then the next morning I was like, fuck that. I'm not posting this concrete on my Instagram story. It looks so fucking bad. <laughs> people were invested in this journey. And so they were messaging me like, hey, uh, what's the deal? Are you going to post the finished product? In fact, I went to Easter dinner at my parents' house and my stepsister, her husband, and my nephew were there. My nephew was like, how come you never showed the concrete on your Instagram story today? I was like, shut up, because it looks bad. <laughs> so finally, I posted it on Monday. When I say I posted it and then did a workout and then got off the bike and opened Instagram, I was blown away. I had over 18 messages from people. 
<laughs> telling me that they knew a concrete guy or they knew someone that could help or offering suggestions. But Brett yesterday was like, I'm fucking done with it. I'm not dumping any more money into it. I just want to be done with it. And he was in denial too. He was like, oh, I don't think it looks that bad. I was like, no, Brett, it looks terrible. Some areas are super brown. It looks rusted. The co- You can see where the concrete, where he filled in the cracks. Like it looks worse than it did before. Like it looks so bad. Nothing about it looks good. Nothing. So I, everyone that was messaging me, I was like, no, I don't think Brett wants to spend any more money on it. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that he's just like done. And then last night we were playing with Benny in the backyard. He's like, it does look really bad, doesn't it? I was like, yeah. He's like, why don't you reach out to a few of the people that reached out to you and see like how much it would cost to get it fixed. One of the people that reached out to me said that her dad's a contractor and he said that the sealant is like a bitch to get off. Like, and I haven't heard back from her today. So I'm assuming not much can be done. There's one other person that I need to reach out to, but I just, I don't, we shouldn't have done it. We should have just left it how it was because now it just looks bad. Brett was like, maybe once we put the furniture out there, it'll look better. I was like, mm, I don't think the furniture is going to do anything. I don't think that's going to help. And now I'm just like, gosh, we never knew how good we had it with our crappy old concrete that was out here because it just looks 10 times worse. I'm not a do-it-yourselfer. This is not in my wheelhouse. Like, I don't know how to make things look nice. So I should have known that I shouldn't have been a part of this. Now, as far as Brett goes, I mean, this is a whole new thing to him. I think both of us just had a high expectations and just kept going because we thought, okay, it's going to turn out great. But I think we were... um a little naive to think that we were going to end up with brand new looking concrete. I think if we would have stayed with the gray, it would have blended in the filled in cracks. But instead, this I think it was just bad color choices. Honestly, I think if we would put the sand down first and the gray on top, we would be in a much different situation right now. But are we going to order more paint and do it again? Hell no, we are not. That night we went to go get some dinner. We wanted to get Cosba, but ugh. I love Cosba. It's like one of my favorite restaurants in Sacramento right now, but they are, I feel like they're, I don't, I feel like they're gaining popularity. I feel like they gained popularity in the pandemic. And I feel like they're having a hard time juggling dining in and also carry out. Cause every time I go, they're like, okay, 30 minutes over the phone. Then I get there. I always give them a little more time. Cause I, it's never on time. And I get there and I'm waiting forever. And then there's so much food. Last time I went, they were like, sorry, there's only one cook. So, you know, we got a bunch of stuff and half of it's cold when I get at home. So I was just like, I don't feel like dealing with Cosba tonight. I was like, let's just go somewhere that we can both go pick something up quick and then come home and watch a movie. So there's that new Angry Chicks, like Nashville hot chicken restaurant in East Sac, right at like Folsom Boulevard, past 65th, over by where the Cordy Brothers is. And I follow them on Instagram. Their grand opening was last weekend. And we were like, fuck yeah, let's go there. So we get there. The line is wrapped around the building. So we were like, yeah, that's not happening. So we just ordered DoorDash to the house, sat down to watch Justice League, which is the DC Comics movie that has Batman, Ben Affleck's Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Superman. It's that whole thing. You know, we've been into super movie, superhero movies lately. And we watched the original Justice League. So I'm not like well versed in the history of this. So I'm might be getting this wrong, but Zack Snyder was the guy that was originally going to put out the Justice League. I don't know if he was the writer, producer, director. His daughter ended up dying, so someone else ended up doing it. It went from being a four-hour movie that was highly anticipated to like an hour and 45 minute that people were very skeptical over. It got to the movie theaters in 2019, I believe, and it bombed. It did not do well. It lost money, if anything. So recently, HBO Max said that they were going to be releasing the Zack Snyder edition. It had to be finished. They ended up dumping $60 million into finishing this movie and it came out I I don't think it came out in theaters it could have been but I know that it obviously came out on HBO Max and I've been wanting to watch it but it's such a commitment because it's four hours long so we sat down to watch it on Saturday and we just finished it last night because I fell asleep on Saturday had to rewatch some parts and we both fell asleep on Monday trying to watch it and so we finally finished it last night I we're not falling asleep because it's bad it is so So the first uh, Justice League, I was like, this is so shitty. They're trying to compete with Marvel and the Avengers, and it is not up to par. The Zack Snyder's cut is so good. There's just so much storyline. It's shot so much better. It is. It's so good. So I wasn't falling asleep for lack of it being, you know, a good movie. It's just four hours is a long fucking time. But the worst part about watching movies with Brett is that he does not know what's going on. (laughs) Like at all. He kept saying, so I don't get it. Did I see this movie already? 
I was like, yes, but it's a different version. He's like, but some of these are the same. I'm like, yeah, he, he kept some parts of the movie, but for the most part, he's like, so is this a sequel? And he kept, kept asking the question over and over again. I was like, oh my God, watching movies with you is, and he does this all the time with every movie. So wait, pause it. Who is that guy? Okay. And what is he from? And then I tried to explain the difference. He was like, so wait, Wonder Woman, she's in the Marvel movies, right? She was in Endgame. And I'm like, no, these are totally different things. Marvel and DC. And I've seen the movies, but I'm not like nerding out over this shit. So I can't explain it in a way to make him understand. I'm like, these are other than these are two completely different things. They don't go together. But that wasn't I mean, that wasn't getting through to him. I was like, Brett, there's Marvel. There's DC. The Avengers, Iron Man. Those are that's all Marvel. Batman, Superman, they are all DC comics. Then he kept saying, okay, but wait, didn't we see them in WandaVision? I'm like, I give up. I can't. I'm like, I, I, I give up. Jesus, take the wheel. I joined a new Facebook group. Um, someone recommended in the black cat group that I'm in that I join this cat advice group to try to ask the question or figure out how to integrate Benny and Chuck because we're still having issues. It's like they get so close so close and then something happens and it doesn't happen like they just chuck runs away benny moves too quick i got added to this group and i haven't asked the question yet because i feel like it's one of those things where no one can give me advice that is going to work for them like every dog and cat is different every situation is different so i just got to let it happen on its own but now I have this new Facebook group that I'm a part of and it's just people getting advice for their cats 24-7 and I <laughs> have never appreciated Chuck more. Chuck is the best cat. Don't at me. If you have a good cat, that's great. But I bet you Chuck's better. Chuck just doesn't, he doesn't do, he is just such a good cat. Like he is so chill. He doesn't do anything that he's not supposed to. He, I mean, he doesn't act out. He is the best cat. The fact that we brought a dog into this house and he didn't for one day hide in the closet or like, you know, just totally disengage from us is he's, he's an amazing cat. Yeah, they're not friends yet, but Chuck's been through a lot. I mean, he's lost a leg. Benny moves a little too quick for him. I just, I just being a part of this group has made me realize how good I have it with Chuck. I almost want to get out of it because it gives me anxiety. I'm like all this bad cat drama. I don't want any part of it. I don't even want to read about it. I've been watching the final season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Keeping Up with the Kardashians is one of those shows. Obviously, I watched it a long time ago. I feel like everyone did. That's why I would use the word obviously. And then there were seasons where I didn't watch it because with the Kardashians, it's so hard. It was filmed so long ago and we know so much about their lives because of the tabloids and social media that it's like, OK, well, we already knew about all of this. So there have been seasons where I haven't watched, but I've watched the last few. And this last season is their final season with E. They're moving over to the Hulu or they're moving over to Hulu. I don't know what they're going to be doing. I've heard that they're going to be doing Keeping Up with the Kardashians only on Hulu. I guess we'll find out soon. I'm, I'm assuming that we're going to find out as soon as the season's over. But I love that show. I know a lot of people hate that family, but I feel like that show makes them human. Like it shows... I know some of it is like very staged and like the conversations that they're going to have, but I don't, I don't know. I just love it. But this season they've been having Tristan Thompson sit down and do the little interviews during the episode. And that fool is dumb. Like I didn't realize what his personality was like. Like he's goofy. Why does Chloe like him? I don't get it. And she, she's like, he's the guy that cheats on all of his girlfriends and wives and stuff with other people. How sway? He is like the goofiest person I've ever seen in my life. Like when I heard him talk and look at the camera, I'm like, this, this is the guy. This is, this is the one. I mean, okay, do you, but I don't understand. Also, I feel like Scott Disick is like sad. His eyes look so sad. And I know that he struggles with like depression and some sort of, you know, other anxiety. But he I look at him and his eyes like he looks it looks dark behind his eyes. Like, I feel really sad for him. I almost can't like watch when it's just him on the TV. He doesn't smile. And yeah, he has a great personality and he's funny. But I feel like it's just I feel like he's just sad. I don't know. I the most recent episode, they were trying to get Scott and Courtney back together because in the episode, they're both single. Obviously, now Courtney is with Travis Barker, which I love. I can't decide who I love more, though. Do I love Scott and Courtney more because I really was rooting for them in that episode when they were trying to parent trap them? Or do I love Courtney and Travis Barker more? I can't decide because I love them both. I just want Scott to find someone that's age appropriate. That would make sense. I mean, get with Chloe. Let's get rid of Tristan. If you can't be with Courtney, be with Chloe. Can we all just agree on that? Like, who do we want Scott to be with? 
I don't know. I know he has a girlfriend right now too, right? I don't really keep up with him as much because the girlfriends that he has are like TikTokers or models and I don't, I never know who they are. I'm like, who are you? I know that you're famous. Whose daughter are you? Can we just talk about Chloe for a second? Did you hear what happened over the weekend? So they've all been vacationing in Palm Springs and I don't know if MJ was there. I'm assuming so, but apparently MJ... Chris's mom has an Instagram account and she posted this picture of Chloe that's unedited. It looks so good. She looks so pretty, but she looks nothing like what we're used to seeing her look like. So apparently another Instagram account got the photo and it started going viral. And someone from the Kardashian like PR team, I don't know, reached out to the person that posted it and MJ and asked to take it down. And I guess the person like the viral account or the the meme account or whatever that it was on, the, the reason that it went viral, that person had to sign some sort of disclosure saying that they weren't going to discuss what happened and why they were forced to take it down or whatever. So it's this big thing because it's been scrubbed from the internet. There are screenshots of Kim's assistant reaching out to accounts, asking them to please take it down. Everyone did so willingly. Like, it's kind of hard to find the picture. And for some reason, there's some accounts that, like, don't want to don't want to post it. They're like, we're not going to post it. But I don't understand why. I mean, it's not some picture of her looking terrible. It's a picture of her unfiltered. This is the picture we should be seeing. I have it. So if you would like to see it, it's going to be on my Instagram account at What the Chuck Podcast. I will have posted it when you're listening to it last night. So you can find it on the episode 45 with no spoilers post. I just don't understand why they're making everyone take it down. But it also has me thinking like TV when we watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Is it edited? Like, can they can they Photoshop? videos? Is that a stupid question? I honestly don't know. Can you? Like what we're seeing on TV, that has to be what they really look like, right? You can't put a filter on TV or can you? I have no idea. But honestly, when you see the picture, her face looks great. Her body looks great. It looks normal. She has a little like cellulite on her legs. I love to see it. Great. So you look more like me. It's just so weird to me that she wants it down, that she doesn't want anyone to see it. And she's going to these great lengths to make sure that any account that has it up, I mean, I'm almost kind of worried to put it up. No no one's going to see it on my page. I mean... No, I had to do some digging to find it. Twitter is my best friend when it comes to pictures that you can't really find anywhere but want to see. Twitter is where it's at. Reddit too, probably. I'm just not the biggest Redditor. I totally forgot to talk about the Chloe thing. I recorded this podcast, edited it, and then waited hours for Brett to get out of the office, aka finish work, so that I could come back up here and insert it. And during that time, something else has happened that I'm also going to insert. Reality Steve tweeted, it's been a while, but here's some news. Matt and Rachel, yeah, they're not over. They're currently in New York together, FYI. Chrishell... Fancy her popping up here, commented under that thread and said, unpopular opinion, judging by your comments, root for people to be happy whatever course they take. No need to insert negative opinions on every situation if they don't handle things the way you would. Maybe I should just find a tree to hug, but, and then the little like shrug emoji. I mean, Chriselle is just here for the people. She is constantly inserting herself into situations that don't involve her which is a very D-list celebrity thing to do. I'm not saying don't don't not root for people. It's just funny how Chriselle is like uh, the angel on your shoulder in every situation. Like, what? 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 What are you doing here? Why are you involved in Bachelor Nation stuff? But then on this other account that I follow, Demoy, I think is what it's called. I I want to reference her page all the time, but I'm not sure what it is. I think it's Demoy. Someone, this is a page, by the way, if you don't know, where people submit like anonymous tips where they're spotting celebrities, things that they know. Some people are just every everyday regular people. Like I saw Ben Affleck at a coffee shop in LA today, or I'm from the industry and I know this and this and this about this person. So that's what the account's all about. Someone posted a non Please, Matt James and Rachel Kirkconnell walking in Williamsburg. We turned to follow them and Matt fapped Rachel and pulled her back. I'm not sure what fapped means. I don't know if that's a typo or if that's just a word. I don't know. And pulled her back. He was wearing sunglasses, a hat and a mask. I will post these pictures as well at What the Chug podcast on episode 45 with no spoilers so that you can see the pictures and the posts, but it's juicy. I mean, Matt and Rachel back together, kind of saw that coming. Also, who watches Law & Order SVU? 
whew, this past week when Law and Order, the new series with Elliot came out, what's it called? Um, organized Crime. So it was a crossover event to, to roll out that show. But first it was Law and Order SVU and the first like 20 seconds, Liv and Elliot come face to face and I got full body chills. I ran it back. I rewound it. Watched it three more times. Chills every single time. And I knew what was going to happen. Obviously, uh, spoiler alert. Okay, little countdown from five. If you haven't watched it yet, fast forward 15 seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Obviously, they. I knew that they were setting it up so that his wife was going to die, which she did. And now I'm like, wait. Are him and Liv going to get together or is that going to be too complicated because there's two separate shows now? She has SVU and he has organized crime. Like, are they going to get together? I don't know. But I feel like there's there's definitely still chemistry there. There always was. And then he wrote her that letter and she tried to talk to him about it. So that's unfinished. So obviously we're not done with them. But I also feel like organized crime is going to be a really good show. I can't decide if it's going to be like Law and Order where there's going to be a new like premise every episode or if it's going to be focused on him trying to find the guys that bombed his car. Like, is that going to be the focus of the series? I don't know. I can't wait to watch this week and find out. I'm so excited that they're back together. Like seeing them on screen together was I I cannot even describe it. The feeling that I got full body chills four times. I'm telling you, it was amazing. It makes me want to go back and rewatch the Law and Order SVU episodes when he was in it because I don't really remember. Obviously, they covered it in the episode how it left off because it's been so many years. I feel like there's a lot of people like me. They're like, I can't really remember. But it makes me want to go back and watch it again from the beginning because it's just so good. That show is timeless. If you're not watching it, I don't know what's wrong with you. The post on social media that a lot of people By the way, before I even get into this, I'm sorry, you guys, no Peloton statuses this week. No one was popping off like they normally like they normally are. Everyone was on their best behavior. I don't know if it's because it was Easter or what the deal is, but no one was complaining this week. So I don't have any Peloton statuses for you. Hopefully we'll be back full throttle next week. But I do want to talk about Britney Spears post when she addressed framing Britney Spears. She put up a video of her dancing spliced all wrong and crazy like and a caption that said that she didn't like how the documentary portrayed her and that she cried for two whole weeks. While Chriselle Staus from Selling Sunset left a comment under Britney's under that video basically saying, I wish we could see a video of you typing out your captions so that we really know that it's you because I just don't believe that it's you. Guess what? That comment got deleted. And it's been this big whole thing. Everyone's like, who's deleting her comments? I guess someone runs her social media. So everyone was accusing that person. That person said that she didn't do it and that it was Britney. Yeah, fucking right. Free Britney. I hate Chriselle. (laughs) most of the like 90% of the time I can't stand her ass but I was with her on that and I still follow her because I like the train wreck of Chriselle like the other day she posted she was drunk came home from a night out and was like all you haters that spend time hating on me in my comments like I'm gonna block you but I feel sorry for you she's just annoying But then sometimes I like her, like 10% of the time. So yeah, Britney Spears, I don't know what's going on with that, but Chriselle's comment is gone. So many people had screenshots of it. Thank God. I'll throw it up at the What The Chuck IG, What The Chuck podcast on Instagram so that you can see verbatim what she said. I could pull it up, but I'll just post it. The last thing I want to get into real quick. So when we got Benny, my friend Michelle, she sent me some candles. She had listened to the podcast about the amber scent, which, by the way, still obsessed. So she sent me an amber candle and then she sent me a calming lavender vanilla candle for Benny because we had just brought Benny home. These candles are so amazing. I'm a I'm a candle freak like you don't understand. I'm obsessed with candles. There is not a candle that I will not smell if I pass it. We were getting stuff for the baby shower. We were inside Michael's and my sister-in-law was like, of course, Megan's off smelling the candles. I just love candles and these candles smell great. I love the Bath and Body Works because they're the strongest ones. I always get candles from Home Goods and they smell good, but they don't burn good. You know, Michelle's candles smell amazing. So I just ordered some more from her because Brett's like the house smells like dog. The house smells like dog. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. But Brett's so paranoid about smells. So I ordered some more candles from her Four different scents. I'll put them up at What the Chuck podcast, which ones that I got. We are burning the pine right now. We burn it in the living room. 
I can smell it even when it's not burning, but when it is burning, I can smell it in the entire house. It is the best candle ever. I'm not going to go back to buying Bath and Body Works. I'm going to stay ordering candles from Michelle. She's in the process of finding a company or a business name. So she hasn't created an Instagram account just for candles yet. But if you message her on her personal account, she'll send you which scent she has running. She has like so many. It's so hard to pick. She sent me like the best five right now. And then she sent me all the other ones. And I think I purchased like the top four. They smell so good. I know a few of you reached out and said that you placed an order. I can't wait for you to smell them. I don't I, I cannot tell you the last time that I've smelled candles like this. The Bath and Body, they're great. I can smell them in the room that I'm in, maybe the next room. But this pine scent, I can smell it when I'm upstairs brushing my teeth and it's burning downstairs. So let me give you Michelle's Instagram. When she has a business page set up, Instagram, I will I will tell you again. But for now, um, it is, you find her on Instagram by searching Michelle Brooke. Michelle spelled M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, Brooke without me, so B-R-O-O-K. I always have to have candles around the house. I always have to have one burning at night. Like, it is just my obsession. Take my money, Michelle. Like, I remember, so she lives in the Bay Area. We met through a mutual friend and we hung out heavy for a long time. And I remember when we were hanging out a lot, when I was driving out to the Bay and spending weekends there, I remember she had like a little candle thing going on. And I remember she sent me home with some candles once and they smelled good, but she has really freaking upped her game since then. Like I, I can't even, I wish that I could, I wish that you could borrow my nose or I wish that I could somehow describe to you how good these candles smell. So if you have a candle obsession like me, definitely hit her up, Michelle Brooke on Instagram. Thanks for being here, guys. Don't forget about my merch store. Everything that I have going on is linked in my bio. You can find my Instagram accounts, Chuck's Instagram account, my merch store, ways that you can connect with the podcast. It's all right there on the bio. Um, If you haven't given me a rating on Apple, please do so. Five stars. Leave a review if you're so inclined. I appreciate when you guys post and interact with me. I love talking to you after the episodes um, about, you know, just your input on things that I talked about. It makes me it makes me happy. Wednesdays are like my fun days because the podcast gets, gets released and I get to talk to everyone about what I talked about. So thanks for being here. I appreciate every single one of you. Oh, one last thing. Everyone was like, you could have just done the math. There's 52 weeks in a year, so you're going to have 52 episodes when... Yeah, I, I I actually talked that out in last week's episode and then cut it out because I sounded like an idiot. I think I just thought that I started the podcast sooner than I did, but I got furloughed from my job on my birthday, which is April 30th. So I got furloughed from my job on April 30th, and then I started the podcast like a month or so later. So yeah, I mean, I figured it out. I get it. I knew that I could have calculated that easier. Um, but you know me, all there sometimes, but not all the time. Uh, bye bye. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Instagram at What the Chuck Podcast.